Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Salutations, Mets fans, and welcome to a special edition of Amazing Avenue Audio, the official podcast of your SB Nation New York Mets site, Amazing Avenue. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, and with me from Amazing Avenue is Kate Feldman. Also with me from Baseball Prospectus is Kate Morrison from BP Bronx, and elsewhere it's Nick Cellini. This is a very special edition of Amazing Avenue Audio. We are doing the Baseball Prospectus game as a drinking game bp annual game if you listen to effectively wild the daily podcast from baseball perspectives you might be familiar with the rules other sites have started doing it as a drinking game and i figured since every podcast we do is essentially a drinking game where i just slowly drink alcohol we should make more of a game out of it for this edition so here are the rules it's very simple i will read out a comment from this year's baseball perspectives annual available on Amazon.com, and at fine retailers everywhere. It's literally in your Barnes & Noble. It is. Wherever your Barnes & Noble it's is, assuming you still live in an area where there's a Barnes & Noble. Or a bookstore of some sort. I will remove any obvious identifying information, like, say, the player's name. 
end, one of my co-hosts will have to guess who that player is based on the comment. If they guess correctly, they are safe. And everyone else here has to take a drink of their drink. And we'll go over the drinks in a moment. If they get it wrong, they have to take two drinks from their drink. There are also special shot players. I've picked out four players, one for each of our co-hosts, that have a special significance to this podcast. And if they get it correct, everyone else has to take two drinks and I have to do a shot. But if they get it wrong, they have to do a shot. So I may be very drunk by the end of this, depending on our co-host guessing game skills. So Kate Feldman, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Coke and Fireball out of my Mets Terpus Tumbler. <laughs> Still better than Steve Sippers Gatorade and vodka. Kate, yeah, Mor- like Kate Morrison, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking the Deep Ellen Brewing Company Double Brown Stout. And my shot is Bullet Bourbon. Nick, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking Tito's vodka with cranberry juice, and my shot is tequila. What kind of tequila? Uh, Cuervo. Very good. And we've lost Corinne, apparently, which I did not notice. But we'll soldier on. Now we have, let's see, we have eight rounds worth of people. Oh, God. This could get very ugly in a hurry. I don't want to go first. I changed the rules, by the way. You're actually first on the list. You go first. No, no, you got to skip me. I'm just me. going by the list. You ready? Here it is. If he's able to survive the workload, he'll be a good major league pitcher. Similar sentiments are dispersed throughout this book, but that sentence is from the 2002 edition, which hit stores about seven months before its subject, the player, stomped onto the national stage. He was 23 years old when he appeared in three World Series games, including two starts in seven days. Some 2,400-plus innings, 14 seasons, and one Tommy John surgery later, the player ranks fourth in frames completed since his rookie year. The pitchers who rank first, third, fifth, seventh, and tenth all threw their final pitches last season. The player, he was busy posting the best ERA of his career and starting games one and four of the NLDS for the team with the best record in baseball. Safe to say he was able to survive the workload. Madison Bumgarner? No. Anyone else know? Just for fun, you can jump in. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, I, no, Adam Wainwright? Nope. Is it 2002? That's when he yeah. debuted, yes. Yeah, that's way yeah. too far back for Wainwright. Um, yeah, I was 10. Yeah, I yeah. The correct answer is John Lackey. Take a drink. Oh. All right. We're all on the honor system here, but I mean, we're all lushes, so it really shouldn't be that much of a problem. Take a drink, I swear. <laughs> Next up is Texas Kate. I gotta find the player now. There'll be lots of page flipping on this podcast. All right. Oh, you got a slightly easier one. That's unfortunate, but it's okay. Blank is a huge Latino first baseman designated hitter. So naturally, he's drawn David Ortiz comps. He's drawn David Ortiz comps. So naturally, the Blank are irrationally pessimistic about him. The Blank are irrationally pessimistic about him. So naturally, they sent him to double A at the first sign of trouble in 2015. The player only uses time in the minors to prove conclusively that they pose no challenge for him. 
This year, you'll have to either earn a spot in the major somewhere or slide slowly into, I never pronounced this name right. Uh, what is it? It's Kila Kauai. Is that right? Territory? Or it's Kauai, I think. Kauai was born in Hawaii, so in a sense, Kila Kauai territory, whatever. I've already been drinking. Could be quite nice, <laughs> but that's not the sense in which we mean it. No, what we mean is, in reverse order, going back to 2012, New Orleans, Syracuse, Hiroshima, Reno, Sacramento. That sense. Uh, well, Ortiz makes me think Red Sox, but Red Sox love Ortiz. Um, oh, frick. Syracuse is... I'm thinking, I swear to God. It's a great content. Um, it's a great radio, as they say. I know. <laughs> we have to put a time limit on this. I think I've got it. Yeah, probably, because I will sit here and think, like, forever about different players. Double A last year, and he mashed there. And if he'd mashed in double A, I'm going to feel real embarrassed when this is somebody who mashed in the Texas League and I just didn't notice. Can I, can I can I buy a hint with a drink? Yeah, I think that's fair. You got to do two if you miss, right? So I think it's fair that uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, okay. And I already took my drink. All right. So. I, I eliminate. I'll give you one of the words back that I skipped over. Double A Chattanooga. Okay, good. I do not feel like a failure at the Texas League anymore. Um. Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Chattanooga. Who was on Chattanooga? I feel like I looked this up at one point, but my brain is blanking. Um, um, Chattanooga, double A last year. This is brutal. I'm cutting it's, you off. Yes, cut me off. Cut Nick. me off. I'm awful. Kenny's Vargas. It is Kenny's Vargas. Dang it! Oh my God. You just have to take the God, other now, wow. so. God, I'm going to drink my, take two drinks out of shame. Yeah, out of shame. No, <laughs> out of serious shame. I should have known Where that. Where is this guy? I know I already found him. Did he sign a minor league deal and I missed it and they got him in the book in time? Hmm. Oh, I know why I screwed that up. Okay, I got it. Are you ready, Nick? Yeah. Injuries have been part of the problem. Last year, the player missed 33 games in May and June with a strained left quadriceps, then saw his season end in August thanks to a torn left hip labrum that required surgery. But even when healthy, the player has hit just 222, 328, 356 since his monster 2012. On the bright side, his pitching debut went well. He fired two scoreless innings, making him one of the blank's most effective relievers. Well, blank's less... uh, Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah. So this is a big league guy. Um, All right, so people who made relief appearances this year... Uh, oh man, 
Um, I, I don't think I know this. Um, and I, I know that there was somebody who made no fewer than two release appearances this year, and I, I just cannot cannot get it. Oh, man. Um, Media Monster 2012. Oh, boy. I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't no, know. just take your drinks. Yeah, I'm stumped. I'm stumped. Any of the Kate's got it. Yeah, I'm it, White Sox. I feel like White Sox had a lot of position players pitch for them this year. It was not the White Sox. If I'd finished the last not sentence, dead. it would have given it away. Making him one of the blanks most effect- effective relievers and giving him bragging rights over his dad on the ERA front. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Um, nope. Sorry. No? Still nothing? Ike Davis. Yeah, there you go. Ike Davis. You should all be embarrassed, actually. I'm very embarrassed, except for the fact that, you know, I live in the minors. So I'm more embarrassed about the previous one than I am about this Fair one. Fair enough. Not going to remember what team this guy plays for. Whereas we're back to Kate. New York, New York Kate. Kate. I, should, I think I'm going to have to specify between New York Kate and Texas Kate. Probably them as one after another, but that's okay. Uh, oh, I know where he ended up. Okay. I really should have like dog-eared these pages. It would have made... Or use sticky notes. Sticky notes would have worked too, yeah. They make those really nice thin ones. I was just told nerd in college and used them. I'm the queen of sticky notes. They're all over my desk at my desk. All right, Kate. Few pitchers present a bigger contradiction between stuff and mound meaner than the player, whose fiery outbursts and furious soliloquies mask a finesse approach that no longer intimidates his foes. Close-up shots of the right-hander are a telecast producer's worst nightmare because he's liable to drop an (laughs) F-bomber five, whether the preceding pitch results in an untimely homer or a dazzling double play. The former outcome becomes more predictable when the pitcher sees opponents for the third time. Eight of the 12 big flies he allowed were launched in the sixth or seventh frames, and he remains a flyball-heavy pitcher prone to middle-middle mistakes as he fatigues. The player's backloaded contract pays him $15 million this year, so he won't just be one of the league's most entertaining four starters, he'll also be one of its priciest. Oh god, all I can think about is knees, because I feel like I've talked about I don't even know. You're going to have to take two drinks then. Anybody have a guess? Yeah, I know. I actually read almost that is whole it, entry too. That was not very helpful. Is it Jared Weaver? It is not Jared Weaver. That's actually not Dang a bad it. guess. I told you I was terrible. That's, I was, that's what I was thinking because finesse and also temper. He is the man that walked off the mountain singing along with Hit the Road Jack. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> He's making 15 oh, this year. Oh, there's a of it. It's amazing. He's making 15 this year. Are you just like sorting on Kotz contracts right now? <laughs> no, I, I'm mentally sorting Kotz contracts. <laughs> no, for no. I hear benefit. clicking. Yeah, I, I do hear also clicking. hear clicking in the background. It's not me. It's right. not. I was checking Twitter. The correct answer me. is Jake Peavy. Ah, oh, oh, okay. dang. Uh, we move on to Texas, Kate. Yes. The player, the perennial victim of knee maladies throughout his career, managed to stay on the field for most of the year, and the team's fans' hearts never got the chance to grow fonder. Never a strict platoon player in the past, he struggled significantly against left-handed pitching, 
posting an awful 185 true average against Southpaws while failing to hit a home run. Ironically, the team had the reserves in place for just such an emergency, but platoon failures in left and right field used them up. Even in the game's current somewhat power-deprived context, the player's output isn't acceptable for a modern first sacker. Fortunately for him, I'm going to start giving teams because it's just not fair otherwise. Yeah. The Rays have low standards for oh, the position. God. Rays, first baseman, and I am blanking on the name. Me, me, me. This one. Yeah, no, I'm never, I'm never going to get this one because I cannot remember Ray's names for some reason. Like the second somebody becomes a Ray, I just cannot remember well, their name. I'll give you a hint. He was not on oh. the Rays for the context of this. Oh, episode. I've got it. Um, uh, I hang on. Just give me like. Half a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, 30 seconds of dead air. That's fine. Maybe see how this <laughs> podcast is going. So, yeah. Um, I believe he is a Texan. Knee, knee problems and a Texan. I believe he's a Texan. If he's not, he really should be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether the fact that I'm completely blanked on this is. Can I can I get what team he was on the for the context of? For a drink, yes. Let's just assume I've already been drinking. <laughs> uh, he was. Am I going to screw this up? Yes, he was on the Mariners. On the Mariners. Mm. Hence, them having plenty of platoon players to back up when he. Oh didn't... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's of... the joke. That's the joke. Um. <laughs> No, Womo was on the Mariners too long ago for this. Right? Yeah. It's not Lomo. Is that your final answer? It's That is my final answer. Yeah, it is Logan drinking. Morris and everybody else has to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! I mean, you were drinking through that entire question, so it doesn't really make a difference at this point. No, it doesn't. Oh. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going to the uh, Austin the Independence Brewers Austin Power and Light soon. All right, I'm just gonna start reading teams off since obviously I was trying to I was thinking it would be too obvious. I think teams if I included like teams, that. but apparently there are we're too we're, many baseball players. We all write for multiple sites about baseball and are completely and utterly useless at this. Apparently, Jeff, I never said I, 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 yeah, I, was, I said from the beginning I was gonna be terrible. Period. I said yeah. <laughs> Here. All right, Nick, you're up. Give me one more without a team, and if I can't get it, you want you, oh, you want it, you want the challenge? I will incur some sort Whoa, of penalty. Oh, Mr. Brave, right here. Um, of course, you're going to give me like some. Okay, this one actually game. doesn't have it, a major league team in it, but it does have the AAA team in it, so I will that out. Blank continued his run as one of baseball's most interesting, most overlooked prospects in 2015. He focused on logging innings behind the plate in AAA, and after playing in the infield 45 times in 2014. Blank did so just twice last year. It's certainly true that he lacks an impact profile, but a backup catcher, second baseman, third baseman, who can, who can routinely make solid contact, that's a valuable asset in an era where teams need 17-man bullpens to roster all their specialists. Like the arm reserve for lefties under six feet tall and that guy with a particular talent for inducing ground balls right to the bag at third base. Given the way the player handled AAA last season, it shouldn't be a surprise to see him spend considerable time with the blank this year though his prospects for seeing routine playing time are more dubious. Austin Barnes. Yes, very good. You, 
That's actually impressive. Wow. Show off. This is mine. All right, we all take a drink then. Uh, I think he's still with that team. I should have at least made notes of these what team they were listed under when I sketched out these players. That is not a thing that happened. When did the uh, shot questions come? I'll let you know ahead of time. It was weirdly vague. Mm-hmm. New York Kate. I'll start putting in teams now. When the player launched his only homer of the season on September 23rd, the Oakland faithful went nuts. In addition to ending our national nightmare and having zero impact on a meaningless blowout loss at the end of a disappointing season, that momentous blast inched his slugging percentage towards 300, a mark he had not seen since late May. A capable second baseman with arm and range enough to make cameos at short, Blank is an extreme contact hitter who seldom drives the ball with authority. Over the last three years, only Ben Revere and Ichiro Suzuki have a lower isolated power among the 233 players with at least 1,000 plate appearances. Blank's glove, personality, and cult following will sustain his career for a while, with perhaps fewer opportunities to inflict damage on his own team at the plate. He is well on his way to becoming the new Chuck Hiller, as everyone doubtless hoped. Oh, jeez. I've already taken my drink. I'm not going to get this one right. Um, Oakland, you said? Mm. I don't know. He had a very he had a very famous showdown with a very notable Met a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I told you this was going to be bad. I'm just going to keep drinking on my own. That's fine. Can I, ha- can I have it? Go ahead. Eric Sogard. Oh. It is Eric Sogard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the one I remember him for. Uh, All right, we go to Texas, Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, he didn't end up there. Where the fuck did he end up? It's bad that I can't remember, like, trades from the season. Nope, not there either. I can't remember anything, so... Is there a... Yeah, I'll just go to the... I don't know why I just didn't go to the glossary in the back of the book immediately. (laughs) Hey, hey, people listening along at home, that is a feature that you get when you purchase the BP annual, is you get a glossary. Okay. Alanis Morissette thinks it's ironic that the player finished 2000... What, this is 2015 and we're making Alanis Morissette. I am all for that. Alanis... Alanis Morissette thinks it's ironic that the player finished 2015 with the Angels because he's developed a reputation as being, let's go with difficult to deal with. More like rhyming pun, if you will. It's tempting to roll with that narrative as an explanation for why he's already found himself as a part of five different organizations. But as always, performance is a true key. The big righty posted just north of two warp in 2014 and 2015 combined has become increasingly homer prone despite leaving the Great American Ballpark, and has dealt with myriad injuries. He's young enough and talented enough that he'll likely earn 6th and 7th and 8th chances, but he comes with more red flags than a Swiss slalom course. Oh, I can't do the last one. That gives it away. Well, it's former red. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it a, a former red that owns a cat? <laughs> Well, since you've already figured it out, the last line is, at least he's good at naming cats. It's Matt Latos. It is Matt Latos, who is a cat named Cat Latos. Exactly. And was referred to in the 
capsule as Brat Latos. <laughs> and we come to our, it's Nick, isn't it? We've come to our first shot player. Oh, God. Oh! Okay. It's exciting now. All I right. gotta, I'll, I'll prepare my shot if needed. So, if, to review, if Nick gets this correct, everyone else has to take two drinks and I have to do a shot. If he gets okay. it wrong, he has to do a shot. Okay. So let me turn to the page. And because the shot player, I'm not going to give you the team. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like it's because it's the shot player, you should give the team. But right. you know. Let me see what the actual context is for this one. High stakes, <laughs> I accept it. Uh, okay, I'm going to do a shot. That's fine. If you take a Stretch Armstrong doll, remove the goo from three of its joints, choice of joints not terribly uh-huh. important, so they just kind of flop around and teach to throw left-handed, you have basically created the 2015 edition of blank. And like that Stretch Armstrong doll, he'll still be around long after we're all gone. Signing with the Nationals means that Mets fans will have to watch him more often than ever in 2016. Ali Perez? It is Ali Perez. Oh. Uh, it's too easy. I will pour my shot of El Padrino. I gotta chill it though. I'm not drinking this straight. I also actually pre-cut lime segments, so I'm gonna go full sorority <laughs> girl for this one. I kind of imagine all this crap <laughs> like twenty four seven. To be fair, if you haven't given me the team on that one, I would not have got it. Yeah, fair enough. So, oh. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, down the hatch. Mm. Alright, that's one. Uh, This goes to New York, Kate. I'll give you a hint before we even start, so you're not going to get it. It would be a better one for Texas, Kate. Alright. Okay, well, I'm prepared now. Ah, the allure of tools. Blank has a shed the size of a McMansion. Raw power, it's there. Otherworldly throwing arm, got that. Questions about his eventual defensive position, naturally. If the player can shore up his defensive game, he stands a decent chance of becoming a star. Even if the best laid plans fail, a future as a corner infielder isn't inconceivable, although dreams of him as a third baseman exist almost solely as a consequence of his arm. An early season ankle injury cost him some development time, but he was able to return for a brief cameo in the Gulf Coast League, an encouraging sign headed into 2016. I have absolutely no idea. I'm not even going to bother guessing. I uh, know. Yeah. Texas Kate? Is it Alfaro? It is Jorge Alfaro. It is Jorge Alfaro, who is not a catcher. He is not a catcher. I don't think he's a third baseman either. I don't know who wrote that capsule. I did. Oh, no, no, I didn't write that capsule, but I'm the, I, didn't write, I didn't write that he's capsule. He's not a third baseman, I'm the Texas one, Kate. I'm, I'm the one who has posited ideas of him potentially being a third baseman. And it's not just because of its arm. Because of his I arm. am very excited I finally get to see him live this year. Whether it's in double A AA or triple A. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Have fun with that. I am. If they send him to Lehigh Valley, I see him in like April. I imagine they'll probably send him I to, like uh, Corey Alfaro. He's yeah, he'll probably kid. start with Redding. I think he'll start with Redding too. I don't I know don't when I see sound, them. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being you know very very negative i have just also watched him catch well there the the legend hmm? i guess they have they send him to double a he can catch or they send him to triple a he'd have to split time with he's uh, doing cat work with the catchers right now andrew so. knapp so yeah 
Okay. Now we go to Hit oh, me. oh <laughs> Texas Kate. Oh no. It's a shot question. Oh Lord. Yeah, you've got no chance on this one. I'm sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Needs more seasoning. The player projects to have a trio of at least average offerings in the majors, but right now the changeup is carrying too much of the load. In his first full season at AA, he didn't always seem comfortable attacking hitters with fastballs early in the count. And while his off-speed stuff induces a ton of weak contact, he has yet to show he can consistently work within the slim margin of error at higher levels. There's still a middle-of-the-rotation potential here given his impeccable control and low-effort delivery, but when he arrives, he needs to be completely ready. For now, remedial AA might not be a bad idea. That's like fifteen guys. It's more than fifteen is, guys. No, that's a lot of guys. Can I get? Can I get a? Hint? I will give you a hint. To be fair, it is a Mets prospect. Well, okay, that's not much of a hint. Well, without I can't, <laughs> no, because the thing is that these are shot questions, which means that they are questions about players that are important to the podcast, which means it's a Mets player, and I would like to know whether or not he's a starter. He is a starter. Thank you. Um. Um. As Texas Kate furiously pulls out the Binghamton Mets roster from 2015 <laughs> on baseball reference. No, I'm just going through like guys I've heard of in my head. It makes you feel that I'm sure every listener listening listener of this podcast. Oh my God, that shot went fast. Um, is, <laughs> is like silently screaming it in their head to you right now. So. I think I have it. I think if Nick gets this, Gabriel, both Kate should have to Gabriel do a shot. This is, it is Gabriel Yanoa. Okay, that was oh, yes. damn it. <laughs> you want to know how I know about you? Want to know how I know about you know it? Because there are two Yanoas, and I talked about the other one on the podcast I did like three years ago. Ah, uh, God! Boom. All right. Number two, of all the ones they get, it had to be Gabriel. <laughs> what if we lose our host halfway through this? <laughs> yeah, this is fine. I got a bowl in the county tournament at seven thirty tomorrow morning. I've done way worse to my body than this. All right, shot number two. It's really working out the way I planned it. So what does Eric get when you die? <laughs> I don't know. More uh, podcast downloads, hopefully. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'd think. It's like the, what is it, the old... Uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. I think I recommend. I referenced it in the Nationals twenty five and under list. It's a great trick, but you can only do it once. Ah, lime. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, I just squirted lime juice all over my the Mets chapter of my uh, baseball perspectives book. <laughs> well, it's broken. Are you in that now. sour on their farm? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Just ask anyone that listens to the show. I clearly am. Um, oh, Mets list goes up at BP this week. Very exciting. Don't <laughs> at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it is a verb now. I have no idea who this guy's playing for. Oh, that's fine. I'm gonna look him up in the hey, back of the book. If it makes you feel better, I always read it as don't. All right, mention. I think I can get behind mm-hmm. that at least. You can. It's for me. It's an abbreviation of mention, not yeah. at four fifty. 
All right, Nick, we're back to not Jeffrey has to do shot players. It was an extremely long journey to the majors for the former top Royals prospect. That could really describe anyone. But I've already got the play- the, oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. If you get out on this line, everybody ha- just off that line, everybody has to do two drinks. I'll do my shot if you can get it up the one line. There you go. Kate's raising the stakes. Mike Montgomery. It is Mike Montgomery. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Come on, there's like so many Royals top prospects of the last well, five he, years. He I was the, the notable former yeah. top prospect to make his debut. Oh, I know it would be slightly tricky. <laughs> Well, I could tell you that bullet bourbon's terrible. Their rye's okay. I like bullet bourbon. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> it's only good when mixed. Look, I didn't volunteer you to do that. That was I all didn't you. I think he was going to have it right. Well, we have to keep, we, we have another shot one up. And I don't cake, have a shot. So. Keep that in mind. So I'll just this, like drink my drink. You just have to yeah. chug it. Yeah, you have to chug it. That's fine. Um, you could just you don't have a little. I can just make you do a shot of fireballs. Oh, well, that's pass. what this is. I mean, I can feel it. But... <laughs> whatever yeah right. you're on the honor system this one actually is all right if a pitching genie granted you one wish for a world-class offering of your choice which type would you pick the player serves as a fairly sound evidence that you ought to select a curveball the right hander spins a dandy high 70s hook that held foes to a zero point or point zero eight nine average against and a point one three nine slugging percentage last year producing 41 strikeouts in the 101 at-bats it terminated and remains one of baseball's best-kept secrets. What's not a secret is that the rest of his menu is blander than airline breakfast, an assortment of fastballs, cutters, and change-ups that each yielded a slugging percentage above 600. The net result was a replacement-level long reliever, the sort who grows on AAA trees even if his curveball does not. Nope. Mm. Okay, I told you, this is just an excuse for me to drink. Hmm. Can anyone else get it? Is it Yusmero Petit? It is Yusmero Petit, the patron saint of the podcast. You're pretty good at this, Nick. <laughs> I, I, I t- my useless knowledge. Did you study no for this? Did you cheat? Mm. Yeah. I did I not. I did not. You I'm pull just... Liz Rocher and cheat. <laughs> I, I am just. This is why you haven't very, been around for like very... three days. You've been prepping for this game. Yes, I, I I buckled down in a sealed bunker and memorized the poured over ancient articles. Texas Cates. Yeah. The player spent the offseason working out with teammate Charlie Blackman, adopting a regimen the outfielder christened Body by Blackman. In a pair of stunning upsets, no best shape of my life quotes were uttered by the second baseman during spring training, and he came away from Chuck Nasdy's program devoid of any discernible improvements to his facial hair. However, he did take cues from the outfielder's revamped hitting philosophy and employed a more selective approach at the plate. His walk rate climbed for a second straight season. That being said, it's hard to view the player's breakout, in air quotes, at the plate through any lens uncolored by skepticism. Nearly all of his offensive games gains came through an inflated BABIP that was unaccompanied by significant changes in his batted ball profile, no uptick in power, no extra contact, no higher percentage of hard-hit balls. More concerning was that the defensive metrics previously enamored with his slick glove work at the Keystone saw him as merely average compared to his peers. We know not to treat a year's worth of defensive data as sacrosanct, but given his age, it's not crazy to think his peak defensive years could be in the rearview mirror. 
black one. Is he an all-star? Is he an all-star? I don't think <laughs> Based so. Based on that description? I'm going to take a wild guess no. and say no. no. I didn't follow the all-star game that closely. I only watched Jacob DeGrom's half inning, so. I think no. I was stuck at work. Blackman is a Rocky, yeah? Yes, Charlie Blackman is a Rocky. And this guy's a second baseman? Yes. So it's DJ LeMahieu. It is DJ LeMahieu. He yeah. was an all-star, I believe. He was Was he? Are you serious? Yep. All his hitting DJ LeMahieu. All his yeah. hitting came he, in the first half. All right. He hit... 301, 358, 388 in cores for the year. The true average I, of 253. I, I did not make the all-star roster. I'm just saying he was an all-star. All right, everybody drink for DJ LeMayhew. The second base threshold is also pretty low at times. So. Yeah, fair enough. It was like LeMayhew or Ian Kinsler, right? Well, Kinsler's in the AL. Oh, no, duh. I'm sorry. That should not have shot the bourbon. Yeah, well, here we are. Yeah, Wait, he's not on. What's he on this team? No, no, he's on the other team now. Okay, hang on. I may have to look this up at some point. I'm winning, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all winning, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all winning. Who are we run? Nick now, yeah, yeah, Nick. Yes, he is on this team. Good. The fragility of a BABIP-driven profile was on display at two positions at U.S. Cellular Field in 2015, but there's no question the players was the headline act. For the second time in three years, his shaky defense in left field and failure to produce the power required of a shaky defensive left fielder made the player an overplayed, overpaid, overpaid, probably overplayed too, replacement level player. In 2015, his strikeouts ticked up, his BABIP dipped lower than it had been in half a decade, he walked as rarely as ever, and while we pretty much named all the parts of baseball, he's a bad base runner too. Okay, now we've named them all. It's a high-variance game he plays, and he can bounce back in 2016. At 32 and in need of some shelter from even a corner outfielder's defensive responsibilities, though, he's no longer a good bet. So are you saying the milkman no longer delivers? God, you, you're just being arrogant about it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I was trying it, to make a bad John Sterling joke. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you were trying to do. I'm going to take a drink. Yeah. You have to pour yourself another one while I'm searching. Yeah, can we for the take next like, a, like a five minute break? Because I'm out of water and almost out of beer. Uh, let's see. I have. Yeah, we're almost at the halfway point. How many of these have we done? All right. I have one more shot guy left. So eight. Yeah, we can take a short break. <laughs> and we're back. Everyone has freshened their drinks. We're heading down the home stretch of the Amazing Avenue Audio BP Annual Drinking Game Special Edition. I call it like the Amazing Avenue Audio Extra or something like Football Live. I don't know. Football Weekly. Whew. Yeah, we're definitely heading for the home stretch. <laughs> <laughs> this. this is unlistenable. This is not good content. I think we're it's catching great preview with Greg Karam coming up this week. But what the fuck? We'll just keep going. New York City, Kate. Yes, I'm here. The Red Sox were tough to watch during the first half of 2015. Their young players weren't thriving. Their new additions were floundering, and the pitching sent most of New England to a state of denial. Who could Boston look to in this time of need? None other than the player. And the player's hair. 
who together hit 293, 292, 292, 379, 412, and route to an all-star game appearance. See here, they actually put it in the actual comment, so I know these things. For the second straight year, the player, all-star, continued to serve as baseball's most versatile player, appearing at every defensive spot save pitcher and catcher at least once. Unfortunately, as the Red Sox got better in the second half, the player, all-star, got much worse, continuing a more ominous trend. Chances are we've seen the player, all-star's peak, but not so long as he continues to serve as Boston's Swiss Army knife. He's a uniquely valuable and incredibly fun asset. I think I'm going to get this one right. Is it Brock Holt? It is. Brock Holt! Brock Holt! Brock Holt! Holt. I wrote so many love letters to Ben Zobrist that I talked about Brock Holt a lot. It is Brock Holt. I have to drink to that. Yes! That's my first one. It is, I figured. I was going to give you a hint in that he uh, shares a last name with a popular Arrested Development side character. See, can I admit that I never watched Arrested Development? You can, but I expect that since it was like 15 when you were on anyway. That was not my roommate. My roommate in college watched it obsessively. This was back in the mega video days. So mega video, the mega video days. That's still a thing. I still use that. What the hell's mega video? (laughs) Oh my god! It was like you're all younger than me. That's right. No, I used uh, the fuck that I use in college. Do you use BitTorrent? Not BitTorrent. Uh, I've never used BitTorrent. I'm no. I'm before Pirate Bay. You're before Pirate Bay? Oh, God, yeah. He's really old. College? I'm 33. I'll be 34 in May. Wait, May what? Like, I had a Napster May account what? in high school, motherfuckers. May what? Jesus. May 9th. I'm May 3rd. Right, I'm May 13th. Tourists, so I'm we're May 31st. All oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome uh, to a very special edition of Amazing <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> it is definitely the May Day edition of Amazing Avenue Audio. Oh, oh that's a pun. Oh, I did a pun. I'm, I'm a writer for Baseball Protectors now. I have to do those things. Uh, where are we? <laughs> oh, okay. Texas Kate. Mm-hmm. I have no... I know, I, know, I, know, I know who he was playing for. Okay, I can find this. I can do this. Oh... H J W gone too far. No shit. Did he play for somebody else last year? Uh, <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Who the hell did he play for last year? There's an index. Uh, I know. I, I found it. Really? I did not know that. Okay. For years, people thought they knew the player to be a charming, one-dimensional, glove-first utility infielder. Those people were incomprehensibly wrong. Although he did appear in 47 games as his humble, everyday persona, the player showed a whole new side, making his Major League debut as a pitcher in August. He dialed up to 84 miles an hour and baffled a powerful Astros lineup over two scoreless innings with a bold, change-up heavy strategy, pulling the string 68% of the time. Oh, Jesus. After years of hitting like a pitcher... Deciding to pitch like one was a brilliant move, or so it seemed until the Cubs released him two days before Christmas. Cubs. Um, I honestly did not know he played for the Cubs. I want to comment on this, but it would give it away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking. I'm desperately having to think right now. Um Um 
dead air radio. Yeah, no, okay. He, <laughs> he was for the Such Cubs. Good content. It's great and he content. pitched against the Astros. This is what people come to listen for. It's Kate Morrison Kate? talking to herself. <laughs> trying hey, to figure I mean, out. Provide what I do, right? This, you, you can't provide a hint. This is not a shot question. You've been providing hints on non-shot questions. Um, I was convinced. Wait. Oh, that's why I screwed it up. Wait. The Cubs released him two days. Be- the Cubs released him two days before Christmas. He did not play for the Cubs in 2015. Oh, Christ on a cracker. I should have known that. It's bad. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm drinking. I can't, I can't pull this one out of my head. It's Brendan Ryan. I was at the Astros game, by the way. What was your hint going to be, Nick? I was at the game where he pitched. That helps me. How would that have helped? Because... Kate knows I'm a Yankees person and theoretically would have been a Yankees yeah, person. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick, you get a good one. Yeah, you'll probably get this. Fuck. All right. Well, I didn't really plan this out. I just wrote names down. So, And I'm a man of my words. So I refuse to call an audible here. but You can if you want to. I can, I but you. I can make this a shot question. It is a person sure. with some uh, connection to the podcast, actually. I'm going to make it a shot question. Okay. I'll roll the dice. This is a bad idea okay. for me. Should make it a shot question for everybody except me. <laughs> yeah, I am not doing another shot. I'll make it a shot question, but it doesn't yeah, there's no Alright, I will I will delete the one reference that will guarantee that you get this, essentially. Okay. Alright. Okay. Good fourth outfielders have underrated value to contending teams, which is great news for the player. He was a Shino, switch hitter in name only, from the time he first attained the high minors. Until the early part of 2015, he had a terrible swing from the left side, flat and long and slow at all at the same time. I don't agree with that, whatever. But a brief experiment with becoming a full-time right-handed hitter only proved that the player needed the platoon advantage to maintain a decent approach. He rebuilt that swing over the winter prior to 2015, and the results were a bit better. Unfortunately, a bit better still leaves the player far short of an acceptable hitter against right-handed pitchers. He could be an asset with his gloves and legs, but he's a short side platoon blat. Platoon Blatt. Yeah, Platoon Blatt. Platoon Bat. <laughs> In his favor, he takes over for another player who was the same, only worse. Ooh. Okay. Um... Is this Aaron Hicks? God damn it. <laughs> 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 Okay, this is how I know because Hicks came to the Yankees. I know he's a. I just scared the shit out of my dog. <laughs> I know that Hicks is one of those switch hitter name only guys because uh, I read up on him when he came to the Yankees, and he was replacing Chris Young, who is a strictly platoon bat. Chris Young is now on the Red Sox, where he kind of replaces Shane Victorino, who I was kind of thinking was. The I don't care about player. any of this. I got to tell people for the first time that Chris Young struck out against a pitching machine story today. Okay. Yes, it's a great story. I, uh, so my Aaron Hicks story, I've told on the podcast before, I think. The reason he's a significant podcast, guys, I see a lot of New Britain, and he was in New Britain when he was a Twins prospect. Wait, how do you say New Britain? New Britain? New Britain. It's New Britain. New Britain. You New say Britain, New Britain. Yeah. Britain. New Britain. That's interesting. That's how it's pronounced if you're from Connecticut and have had <laughs> way too much, oh, that's okay. way too much fucking tequila. 
I'm so sorry. Sorry, right, no, it's, it's I just, that's you know I gotta give you credit. I I rolled the dice there. Everybody bounced back. Now. I don't think there's any ice left in here. I'm just shaking it with cold water, which is probably for the best. Um, so my Aaron Hicks story, which I think I've told on the podcast before, I saw him go five for five against I think actually against Zach Wheeler, at least some of the hits. Um, but he uh, he had a chance to go six for six. And just barely missed. He like slow grounded a second from the left side. He almost beat out and popped like 405 or something. Like 65 run. The previous night, he'd like, I don't know if he thought he fouled it off his foot. I'm pretty sure he didn't, but he never got out of the batter's box. And I got one of my favorite scout quotes of all time on him, which was <laughs> the guy just turned behind, turned to me and said, uh, so did anyone have a sundial to get that home to first time? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wasn't that the Bartolo Colon quote too? Sundial? I think Anthony Giacomo or Jared Diamond might have stolen that. Mm. No, it was one of it was one of the broadcasters. It could be. Oh, they're they're timing cologne with a I don't think it was a sundial. It was, it was close enough. Was it an hourglass? No, it was Howie Rose. I remember the call. Yeah. I could pull up the clip, but I'm not going to do that because I'm I fucking it. drunk right now. It was Sundial. Oh, shit. There's another shot question right after this one. Yeah. <laughs> Who's up next? Oh, it's New York Kate. I'm good. All right. I'm fine. <laughs> mean. Oh, yeah. I got to uh, pick up my book off the floor. <laughs> what? Is that? I'm not even going to ask. All right. Well, I threw it down in, in anger. After oh, Nick I didn't correctly. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. She might get this one, actually. It's not that hard <laughs> I'm gonna miss it now I may make you do a shot of fucking fireball after this okay, okay I have two left still it's the problem two left what do you have like would you have like the little uh yeah. alcoholic nips yeah I literally walked in a crack one of the nips open you should have had it in the freezer no alright go just go scouts remain divided on the player's destiny Perhaps it's because he seems bound and determined to spray everything to left center. He didn't pull a home run until July 11th. The concerns about his game power are valid. But they're also predicated on what Cito Gaston wanted John Olerud to be. To go as far as to make this a question of the player's viability at first base is more than a bridge too far. It's putting the cart before the horse, before letting the horse out of the barn, to get to the bridge that leads to the runway. The player rakes and his defense is excellent to boot. For now, set your watches for 2017. Um, my first thought is Dom Smith, but I don't think that's right. Cut! <laughs> is he right? <laughs> yeah. It is Dom Smith, yeah. All right. <laughs> I realized as I was reading it, I was in trouble. I'm like, well, anyone that's even ever listened to the podcast. Right, it's a new rule. The drunker I get, the more I know about baseball. Yeah, there you go. Right. I've scared the dog again. Come here. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. Come here. I'll stop. I'll stop throwing the book on the floor now. You're a good dog. You're a good dog. Oh, do you want to go back up on the... Yeah, you want to go back up on the bed. That's why. Hang on, we're right back. Come on. And he laughs at us for riveting content. I know, right? <laughs> He's like walking the dog right now. I've got two in a row. I'm actually really proud of myself. We- he jumps down on the bed. He can't get back up on the bed because he has bad hips now. So. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. 
Oh, it's my last shot. It's the last shot question? It must be. That's how many shots I prepared. How many limes I prepared, so. Oh. <laughs> All right. What I'm hearing is the, man, the sound of a man preemptively in pain. I'm not really this bad. It's against, like, so, yeah, it's fine. I'll live. At the end of the As world. I said, preemptively in pain. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's fair enough. Long-time listeners will probably be... I feel like I get my comeuppance. This is my comeuppance for all my negative Dom Smith reports, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, there's no even ice in here, but yeah, it's fine. When he comes up, you should have a rule on the podcast that for every homer he hits, you do a shot. Yeah. Because he's going to prove you wrong just because of this. Hey, that's what Nick Williams did. His hair is amazing this year, I'll say that. Like, amazingly it bad, is. but it, it is. is. It's like dyed red mohawk, as far as I can tell. Did we all see Felix Hernandez's hair? Unfortunately. Is there a reason he wants to look like the Venezuelan Scott Spezio? <laughs> I just, I mean, I like gasped at I mean, him. he looks like the Venezuelan Scott Spezio, so. It's not a great look. Hmm. Ah, oh, where the fuck am I? We're in the home stretch. I think we're done with shots, too, which is for the best. Now it's just for fun. Kate Morrison. Yeah. Mm. All right. If you're wringing out a towel, you will always have the option of doing a good, thorough job where you work at it until your hands hurt, or you can just give it a couple of twists and figure it's good enough. Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> that is literally what I was about to say is who the hell wrote that? I'm not going to. I'm not going to name what it is. Um, no, give me a name. The St. Louis, the St. Louis Cardinals probably knew there was a little value left in the player when they let him go at age 37, but their metaphorical linen closet was stocked. When I won't give you the second team because that's not right. When the other team signed him, they committed to the tough job of wringing out every drop of value left in his aging body. For a whole year, it was a fruitless endeavor. I think it was originally supposed to be a shot question, but I'm not making it one. But finally, some usefulness used out of the player during a strong second half. It was a hopeful sign, even if he's the ghost of his former self in the outfield in that his range is hampered by the curse that requires him to haunt the exact spot where he's positioned. Oh, if it was supposed to be a shot question, then it has to be a Met, a 2015 Met. Um, outfielder, very old. Very old, very old outfielder. I'm, I am failing at old outfielders right now. Um, how old did they say he was? 37. Is that now? When they let him go at age 37. This isn't that hard, if I'm honest. I didn't give you the second team because you would have gotten it, but it's not that hard. What's the second team? Nick knows it. What's the second team? You know what, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, Nick knows it. What's the second team? I gave you the second team. No, you didn't give me the second team. I didn't give you the second I, team. So I'm asking you what the second team is. I bet New York Kate knows it. Well, I'm not in New York you don't know Kate. It. I'm in oh, Texas. Okay. I live on my own yeah, little yeah, island yeah. down here. Mm, well, I have the excuse of being from Florida. Like, I think that's the best excuse. He never played in Florida. He's from an island. God damn it, Nick. Still not ringing a bell. 
Uh, take a drink then. Two drinks, drink. I don't know, just drink some stuff. <sighs> it was going to be a shot question because he was a Matt, but not in 2015. Oh, damn. Mm, hashtag blame Beltran. Oh, God. Second team was the New York Yankees, the team he currently plays for. So, in the interest of baseball content, Carlos Beltran, Hall of Famer? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. He's not. But the problem is, and I had this conversation with Jay Jaffe many, many episodes ago, he kind of falls in that, like, Jim Edmonds, Kenny Lofton range. I think the... He's higher than Edmonds and Lofton, right? Barely by Jaws. But I think the playoff performance sort of puts him on another level. He won a few gold gloves. He should have won the MVP in 2006. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that... It also depends the class he's in. I think that affects things now. Sure, and... By the time he's actually going to be in contention, in the mix, in contention, you know, guys like Jay Jaffe, Keith Law, Christina Carl will have Hall of Fame votes, and the electorate is slowly changing. You know, five years from now, Kenny Lofton probably wouldn't go off first ballot. Jim Edmonds wouldn't go off first ballot. They'll have cleared off a lot of the steroid era people, either by hook or by crook, with the new 10 year limit. But I'm, uh, I guess I'm going to drag myself up there for Piazza's Hall of Fame induction. But in a weird way, as a Mets fan, I'd rather be there for Beltrans. But that's because I'm a hipster. Aging hipster. That's, that's a hipster thing, yeah. I'm an aging hipster at this point, but yeah. I'm like, the Mets got more of Carlos Beltran's prime years than they did Piazza's, I feel like. I know that's, that's going to be like a hashtag hot take, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, but. No, I mean, Piazza was really, really good for the first couple of years, and then he was merely right. good yeah. for the rest of his time. Yeah, sure. I mean, his 98 for 2000 was excellent. And you look at the year he should have won the MVP with the Dodgers. I'll plug the brand. You know, he was like an 11-win season, if you throw in the framing uh, data there, too, as I've said before. I have this open to the right page. No, I don't. Cody Ponce is not the answer to this question. Why do I have an open to Cody Ponce? Is he the answer to any question? <laughs> I don't know. I swear yeah. I thought like half of these were Jeff Frankor. <laughs> I didn't actually do I Jeff Frankor. I did not put Jeff Frankor on the list. I should have. Really should have. I did this at literally 7.40 p.m. We started recording at 8. So you get it, what were you it get. Not for, were it not for the excellent 2012 season, I was tempted to say the Ike Davis question was Jeff Frankor. Yeah. I, mm. He was pitching a lot for El Paso. Because I have to follow things like Las Vegas box scores, and they were beating up in El Paso that year that he was down there. He pitched at least, I think, two times for them, maybe three times. Kind kind of great. It's great. I've, like... He's just, like, doing his thing, and I I like it. I've gone through a lot of phases with this whole Jeff Francoeur experience, but since he's not on the Mets, I can now appreciate Jeff Francoeur. In my younger years, I had, like, a 500 comment thread arguing about Angel Pecan against Jeff Rancor in 2010, probably, on Amazing okay. Avenue. Who's up next? Me. Me. Okay, that's good. That's not helpful. <laughs> not oh, me. Who, who, Wait, did we... who just missed on Carlos Beltran? That was Texas Cade. Oh, no, that was me. Yeah, so it's Nick. Oh, All right. Mind. In baseball, as in life, success is sustained through constant adaptation. The player was supposed to be finished. He no longer worked in the mid-90s, has seen his swinging strike rate drop, and become increasingly home-run prone. 
Instead, the player posted his best ERA since 2010 by completely abandoning his power profile, dramatically decreased the frequency of his fastballs, and threw his changeup 43% of the time in 2015. What's crazy about that is the right-hander didn't even develop a changeup until approximately a half dozen years ago, an afterthought that has suddenly become his lifeline, the only reason he still has a big league job. He transitioned to this approach, though not as, an, as extreme as several years ago, but his inability to consistently get ahead of hitters limited his effectiveness, hence the home run issues. In 2015, the player had a 63% strike rate on the first pitch, a career high and almost six percentage points higher than his career norm. Essentially, he's a changeup specialist with an above average command at this point. You said he's a right hander? I did say he was a right hander somewhere in that. Okay. It's like, it's uh, like can Jason Wojciechowski hit these guys to 150 words? Like, seriously. Okay. Um, well, that's another podcast that Woj just had his name set on. Yeah, he just that's asked fine. Twitter I went for to school with Woj. Well, he's, I know Woj. He just, said, he just asked Twitter for confirmation that his name was said twice on Effectively Wild. So yeah. I was just saying that there's another podcast. I cut off the last sentence, which would have given it away. Okay. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this should really be a shot question, too, but it's fine. I'm not going to make it one. Um, is it okay. Uh, is, it, is it Colby Lewis? It is not Colby Lewis. The last uh, sentence of the entry, which I didn't read because it was given away, seven years ago when he saved 62 games for Los Angeles. That would have seemed wow. incomprehensible. Oh my gosh, there's college baseball on my team. Oh, and Baylor's losing by a lot. That's it's K Rod. Oh, we lost yeah. Texas Kate. Yeah, Kate got distracted there. But <laughs> no, it's I'm sorry. I thought that there was hockey on and I was gonna turn it on and like be very quiet. But there's not actually mm. hockey on. There is All right. baseball on and mm. my collegiate team is losing by a lot to UW. So I feel bad because like the first college games I can go to are like April something. It's April essentially. I'm probably going out to TCU or TVU at some point soon. Hmm. You people and your it's like seventy latitude. something here. Yeah, it's hang on, hang on, hang on. He's gonna I'll tell you right now what it is. Little to no good collegiate baseball. He's going to repay me for it being seventy something by giving me a thirty four degrees. It's going to start snowing at 1 a.m. You don't know really? that I'm... Uh, we'll eventually train, change over to rain. I'm unbelievably jealous of you. Which is good. It's 73 at, here right now. At 7.30, when I have to be at this bowling tournament, it will be 37 degrees. Tomorrow's yeah, high is 77. life in a nutshell. Whose turn is it? Mine. New York Kate's. New York Kate. I'm looking at pictures. I shouldn't be looking at pictures. Can I I just be at it. Yes. All right. Last season proved to be disappointing. Last season proved to be a disappointing performance from the player, previously one of the National League's best players. It was George Clooney's Tomorrowland or Battlefield Earth showing up in Forrest Whitaker's resume. As a film major, I have a lot of problems with this entry. It's a problematic <laughs> entry. I'm not going to get into it right now, but I'll continue. The player hit under 280 for the first time since 2011, saw his ISO 
average for you out there is slugging minus batting average. Drop almost 40 points. And his framing numbers, oh shit, dramatically declined. Myriad injuries, a hamstring, a broken toe, and a concussion surely affected his performance. However, he also began hinting at his discontent in, this is good for you, New York, New York, New York Kate, the New Jersey City, <laughs> wow. whatever. Wow. It's Jersey City. It's Jersey City. You live in Jersey that's City. Why, that's why when you say it, I like don't register initially. Jersey City Kate. Began hitting, hinting at his discontent in Milwaukee. He revealed that the Brewers resisted his overtures for a long-term contract extension on top of his current one. He gave multiple radio interviews where he indicated that he'd be happier playing baseball elsewhere if the club couldn't compete in the immediate future, which realistically it probably can't with or without him. Jonathan Lucroy. It is Jonathan Lucroy. It is three in a row, and I take you. Well, it's like at seven forty when I was sober. This seemed like a good question to ask. <laughs> at nine thirty-one when I'm drunk, it doesn't seem like as kind of I, obvious. I would just but... make an apology for all of the comments tonight. What? It would be very rude. You didn't even prepare a shot. I've done a lot of them. All right, I'll give you that. Hmm. All right, so Texas Kate, yeah. this is a good one. I like this one. Okay. This was one that I like. I was thrilled with when I found it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there it is. We're as uncomfortable with this as anyone. Imagine reading last year's book that the player, most recently seen in 2013 when he had compiled an ERA higher than Wiz Khalifa's plane. <laughs> Like really? Like, wow! Look, like, look, I absolutely disgraced the baseball text annual 2016 with all kinds of pop culture references. I know there's various scouts, scouting people out there that will give me shit for that, and that's fine. But Wiz Khalifa, really, I at least keep it to like David Lynch or. Uh, See, and I managed to re- I or, managed to hold, withhold myself from uh, cramming a Hamilton reference in. So I'm hmm. sorry. Jeff, are we considering Stravinsky pop culture? Yes, absolutely. Have we not covered already that I'm an ager, aging, aging hipster on this podcast? I'm old. And I'm a music the Gray hair is so... going into the sideburns now, which is not a good thing. Read the rest of the damn comment, okay? Yeah, okay, I'm getting to it. Oh my god, people. When he compiled an ERA higher than Wiz Khalifa's plane, would return and play a pivotal role in a contender's bullpen, you'd have shouted, Tommy Rot! And thrown the book aside. I've done that twice tonight already. <laughs> <laughs> Yet that's what happened! The player joined the Pirates in July after an unheralded trade, trimmed his arsenal, more sliders and fewer curveballs, and looked like a different pitcher, maybe because he was. Studies on near-death experiences have shown... That... Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <All> right. Studies <laughs> on near-death experiences... Near-death, not near-death. Near-death experiences have shown that those who them... Become lighter in heart and soul. To our knowledge, nobody has ever done a study on the effects of near retirement experiences to see if there's a similar effect. Maybe someone should. 
Consider pitching guru Jim Benedict, a believer. M dash. How you know it's a baseball prospectus annual? There's an M dash in there. Yeah. M dash. Oh my Here's god! You told David Todd about. Hang on, hang on. I feel like we really need the the pitcher currently pitching for Baylor is named Theron K. T H E R O N K A Y. Yeah. Okay. That's not that. It's like a. That's a name. That's solid average. Solid that average. That is a name right there. It's a, a fifty name. So on average, Theron I'll give it a 55. K. Yeah. I mean, the man sounds like he comes out of Game of Thrones. Anyway, guy with an ERA higher than Wiz Khalifa ended up in the Pirates' bullpen, was pretty okay. Is the, what's it called? What was, there's a name reference in there that you said, isn't it? Kamirat? Is that a name reference or is that just silliness? What are you? Kamirat with a T. As in Tiger. Oh. I thought you said Kamirat. No, I haven't actually finished the comment either. Finish the comment. Alright. It's not uncommon for guys who do come back. They go into the bullpen. They're ultra-aggressive. They've already ended it. They're just starting a new chapter. Huh. Someone who was... Very close to being done with everything. Mm. And now... And then came back and kicked ass. Um, I'm only pulling like two Pirates bullpen guys out of my head right now. And I don't think either one of them is it. really standing on propriety at this point. Because I'm pulling There was a bunch of like phonetic stuff. <laughs> There's an actual name in there. Can you, can you give can you give me some of the phonetic stuff? <laughs> Just at this point does it really no, matter? No, because I've already drunk. Really so mm. Who was it? It was Joe Blanton. Oh, Lord Almighty. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Oh. And our last entry. We're cutting this short. It is for Nick. Here's a useful spiritual exercise. <laughs> each time you get cut off on the freeway, each time your friend cancels on you or your child screams at you, remember, blank, the player, probably just got hurt again. Last year it was a house of horrors for the Mariners starter who injured his forearm during an agility exercise in February, strained a tendon during his left middle finger in May, and tore a fingernail on his hand in September. Tendon injury was the worst of the free the three, knocking the player out of game action for all but sixty seven major league innings. He will be twenty seven on opening day, and there's still some shine on his potential. It's developing a patina. That's all of it? That's all of it. He's a Mariner starter. Nick, I know this one. Oh, shit. Yeah, you are on the clock now. He's a Mariner starter. He will be 27 on opening day. If New York City Kate gets this, I'm going to... Sorry. <laughs> if Jersey City Kate gets this, I'm going to make you do your shot. I feel like that's only fair. That is completely fair. It is fair. 
and he remains with the Mariners. I just I read the comment. That's all I do. Okay. That's what I do. Okay. Kind of- <laughs> also, I knew Joe Blanton for the record. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, this is Paxton. It is Paxton. I feel like he should do his shot anyway. Yeah. You do your shot anyway. I will do my shot. Kampai, we'll see you next week. Next week and Saturday still for another edition. We're just going to wrap this sucker up. Amazing (laughs) Avenue audience.